Welcome to At Work in America, sponsored by Paychex. At Work in America digs in behind the headlines and trends to the stories of real people making a difference in the world of work. And now here are your hosts, Steve Bowes and Trish McFarland-Steed. Welcome to the At Work in America show. My name is Steve Bowes, Trish McFarland. How are you today? I am fantastic. It is the best day of the year. It is. It is our annual Oscars preview and prediction episode. I think our seventh one we've done, maybe, if I think back on uh, the history of this podcast. I don't even know whose idea it was to start doing these seven years ago, but... uh... We've it's kept probably them up. mine, just because I've always loved watching the Oscars. I feel like it makes me smarter, right? I, I'm all for a good entertaining movie, like just pure, you know, Marvel or something like that, right? But these these sometimes really make you think. So yeah, glad we do it. it. The, me too. It's exciting. It gives us a good little kind of late winter, early spring project to track down all these movies and watch them. It is the 95th Academy Awards coming up this Sunday, March 12th. And uh, we're super excited to break down some, all the acting categories, the best picture, of course, and a few other selected categories. Uh, for folks who maybe haven't uh, heard this show before, there'll be no HR, no work, no workplace. We're just talking movies today. <laughs> so hopefully this is your thing and you like it and uh, you'll uh, indulge us this episode every year. Uh, Trish, our friends, uh, Paychecks, of course, thank, uh, thanks to them who have sponsored many of these Oscar shows uh, across the so years. This episode is sponsored by Paychex, one of the leading providers of HR, payroll, retirement, and insurance solutions for businesses of all sizes. The only constant in business is change, and 2023 will be no exception. That's why hundreds of in-house compliance professionals at Paychex have compiled a list of regulatory issues that could impact businesses the most this year to help you prepare. Find out how federal and state regulations and programs that may affect your business and your employees in the coming year help you take appropriate actions now you can visit paychecks.com slash a-w-i-a to check that out today uh, and thanks to our friends at paychecks you know what i just had a thought for net and it have to be for next year so hear this out when people go to the oscars they are actually given these really amazing swag bags right with like hundreds of thousands of no thousands of dollars worth yeah of, sure right so I'm thinking maybe we talk to our friends at Paychex and for next year, see if they can just put together one swag bag, right? That we could do some sort of a competition, like anyone who tweets us before the event, like what the best movie is going to be. And then we'd like draw out, they would get the the Paychex swag bag. What do you think about nice. that? I love it. Let's get that for organized for next year. Uh, I think right, that'd be an awesome idea. Uh, Trish, a couple of things before we dive into the actual categories and the nominees and start talking movies. And this was great. Uh, Just some stats and some uh, background around the Academy Awards themselves, because they've changed a lot over the last, I don't know, seven or eight years, Mm -hmm. uh, mainly to try to become a little bit more diverse and uh, be more inclusive in who participates in both the nominations, the selection of the award winners and and the nominees themselves. But Trish, nearly 9,500 people across 17 branches of film, uh, like actors, directors, costume designers, et cetera, they select the honorees. Members of each of the 17 branches pick the nominees in their own specific area of expertise. Plus, all folks get to vote on Best Picture. 
And then for all the awards, except for the best picture, the nominee with the most votes wins. That makes sense. Uh, but for best picture, it's kind of a convoluted kind of uh, stacked voting kind of first choice, second choice, third choice yeah. system that unfolds in a number of rounds and ultimately uh, results in one film getting half more than half of the vote and becoming best picture. It's probably too complicated to try to figure out right now. But uh, it's not just with 10 nominees, though, it makes sense that if you just picked whoever got the most votes, the the top picture of the year out of a field of 10 might only have, you know, 14%, maybe that might be enough to win. And that's that true. kind of means 86% of the voters didn't that one, right? So um, that's probably why they do it that way. Yeah, no, it's it's very, uh, I like the word convoluted. Yes, that's absolutely accurate. But also probably as fair as they can make it. Um, yeah, and I, sure. I'm glad you mentioned that in the other categories that, you know, like for, for best actor in a leading role, right? It's, it's nominated or voted on by other actors because there aren't a lot of guidelines on how to judge these things. We've looked over the years at what that might be. And really it's, it's a combination of your own personal opinion, what you find entertaining. Um, if you think they've, you know, moved you in some way, or maybe they've taught you something in some way that's different. Maybe it's a a role where they've either mentally or physically had to change a great deal, right? People mm -hmm. have all different reasons why they vote a certain way. So it is nice to see that, you know, people who are experts in that particular uh, category are the ones that yeah. are voting. Sure thing. All right. I think we should dive right into some of the, uh, now the categories and the nominees, Trisha. I know you've got the full ballot in front of you there uh, that you dutifully printed out and marked up. Maybe you could get us going. I would love to. So we are going to save, just like the real show, we'll save our best picture win for the very last. And for anyone who's new to the way we do this, also, Steve and I might fight over, over some of these, right? So what you're going to hear is sort of what I think should win, what Steve thinks should win, and then we'll compare that to what actually wins next weekend, right? Yeah. Um, but the first category up is actor in a leading role. And should we, you know what, I think even before that, let me just run through really quickly the names of the top 10 nominees for Best Picture, because many of these other categories, okay. you're going to hear people nominated for these various movies. So just quickly, in no particular order, we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inishrin, Elvis, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Okay, so as we dive into the uh, the actors and actresses, you're going to hear a lot of those same movies named. So the nominees for actor in a leading role are Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Anishrin, Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nye for Living. So what do you think? I'm going to let you go first. You can tell me if you saw them all or if there were one or two that stood out for you. Yeah, as always, Trish, I, I will never, uh, I, I cannot select as as one of my choices a uh, film I did not see. There are a couple of these I didn't get to that were not okay. nominated for Best Picture this year. That would be The Whale, Brendan Fraser, and Living with Bill Nye. So uh, I did catch the others. Uh, for me, I guess the one that stands out the most would be Colin Farrell. He's probably the front runner, maybe, and the favorite. 
I thought the Banshees Vinny Sharon was really good. I probably liked it more after thinking back upon it than I did initially watching it. And I think the second half of the movie is much better than the first half of the movie. Uh, if anyone has seen it, it's, it's quite slow at the beginning, but uh, I thought he was great. He's uh, he's in most of the scenes of the movie kind of helps carry that movie all the way through. It's a, oh, it's, a, a it's a different kind of a movie and an interesting one to me. That's the, that's the standout. I thought Austin Butler was pretty good as Elvis as well, but sometimes I felt like it was borderline acting like playing an impersonator of Elvis, right. Versus doing Elvis. And that's so hard to know for sure, but it did seem a little bit like that towards the end of that movie as well. When we got into old Elvis uh, scenes. Um, right. Right. But uh, yeah. So that, that would be my thoughts. So okay. what did you think of this group? So it's interesting. I didn't, I also didn't see living and I'll tell you why here's the frustrating part with all of these is many of them are at the movie theaters, right? But depending on where you live, you can't get to them all. They don't they don't ever come to your market. And so that was one that was released really late and it was, you know, $20 to rent at the last minute. And I'll be honest, I I kind of already had my pick anyway. I watched the trailer mm-hmm. for it. That one seemed a little bit like a remake of the old Joe versus the volcano, if you ask me. Okay. But anyway, um I I'm going to just say I agree with every single thing you said about Colin Farrell, and that was going to be my pick. And I'll, I think if we go from who should win and who will win, I think he will win because he was stellar. I mean, you know, this guy's been around forever. He's matured as an actor. The movie, you're right, a little slow at the beginning, but oh my gosh, it just pulled me right in. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's a great, great story. And I could not anticipate how it was going to not just end, but moment to moment. I was like edge of my seat during a lot of it just because the tension was so high. So, but just this weekend, I rented uh, The Whale with Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, that was a movie I didn't think I would like. I definitely, when I'm voting, I'm thinking about, do I relate to this character? And I thought, can't relate to this character and without giving anything away because i really do think people should see both of these movies but by the end of the movie tears were just streaming down my face and not for any one reason it was a culmination of the empathy and level of love i had for the character so yeah, for anyone who hasn't seen the previews brendan fraser not only put on weight for it but he had a huge um, I mean, they call it a fat suit, but it was sure. enormous. I think that he's supposed to be weighing like five to 600 pounds in the movie. Wow. So he can barely move. Right. And so anyway, if either one of them win, I'm going to be really happy because I think those were the two standouts. I did see after sun. Um, I will say that was pretty good. It's kind of an odd little movie though. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. about the, uh, a vacation years ago that a man who's 31 and his young daughter spend together. So kind of nostalgic, but again, nothing like extremely transformative, like, like the other two. So, yeah, yeah. I like that movie as well. I thought probably the daughter should have been nominated, even though she's a younger actor uh, was not nominated, but yeah, uh, good movie. Yeah. Good movie. Good movie. Okay. How about uh, on to actor in a supporting role? We have uh, Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees. We have uh, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, which was on Apple TV, if you haven't seen that one yet. Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans. Barry Keough. Is Keohan? I can't say mm-hmm. that. K-E-O-G-H-A-N. Keohan from The Banshees. And 
He, we, Quan for everything, everywhere, all at once. So what did you think there? Did you see yeah. all of those or? The only one I did not see was Causeway. And um, I think this is where we sort of start, maybe talk about everything, everywhere, all at once or at, for, for the first time of maybe a few more times in this podcast. I mm-hmm. think that's, that's going to be a pretty, uh, I don't know, a controversial movie only because I think that's one where either you loved it or you really didn't get it. Like that, that's a complex movie. It was very difficult. I found to follow at times. Mm-hmm. I liked it just for the the spectacle of it because it's kind of a, a wild ride and a weird watch in, in many ways. But uh, I thought he was good in it. Right, he's playing the 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 dad role of the family. Right, and he goes through a lot of kind of transformations in the movie himself. But uh, I think I lean back towards sort of. Uh, what I said about the actor uh, uh, nominees, I'd probably go with Brendan Gleeson for Banshees of Sharon. He's kind of the other main actor along with Colin Farrell. He's in a supporting category here. And I'm surprised actually there was another actor from Banshees plays the younger guy in the town, got nominated as well, who's a very small role actually in that movie, as well as Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans, who's pretty right. good in that movie, but isn't in it a lot, right? In the movie. And so... Um, uh, I'd go with Brennan Gleeson. I thought that movie was pretty well acted and pretty interesting. And, and it was really the story of these two friends, right, that you're following the whole time. And so if you're buying into that movie as a movie, as one of the best of the year, to me, it makes sense to to pick the two actors, the main actors as the two potential winners. I agree with you. He's my choice as well. That movie, uh, and it's funny you say they're friends. The whole The story of the movie is that one of them does not want to be friends with the other one. And so you spend the movie trying to figure out why, right? And it's just, it's, it is a wild ride. Um, I will say, first of all, the actor from Everything Everywhere, did you know that he, as a child actor, was in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? I did know That's that story. Yeah. yeah. So kind of cool that he's been in the business for so long. He did an outstanding job. Like if I do think there is such great acting in there. And that's another one where between those two movies, I think you could go either way for a best picture because if the actors are doing such a great job, how could you not be the best picture, right? So yeah, I think he's probably likely to win it, but I I am secretly pulling for um, Brendan. The one that I think is a surprise and you said you didn't see it is uh, Causeway. And it's with Jennifer Lawrence who didn't get nominated. She's she's a war veteran. She's been Mm -hmm. hurt pretty horrifically. Um, in Afghanistan and she comes home and it's, I don't think she's very good in it. I was a little bit mm. bored with her, but the, the man who becomes like her friend in the movie, he's great. He is absolutely great. So he makes, he makes to me the whole movie worth watching. So anyway, I don't know if I'd tell people, Hey, run out and, and rent that one. But, um, you know, when it comes for free or if you have Apple TV already, go ahead and watch Causeway. He does a really good job. All right. right. So on to actress in a leading role. Um, This one, I'm guessing we're not going to agree upon, but let's just run through here. We have uh, Kate Blanchett with for Tar, Anna de Amos for Blonde, Andrea Riseborough for Two Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. How'd you feel about this one, Steve? Yeah, interesting category. I, I saw, I missed one. I did not see Blonde, which is a Marilyn Monroe movie, mm-hmm. or a movie about Marilyn Monroe's life, oh, which 
as that story has been trodden many times, I feel, and perhaps did not need another telling, but I did not see that movie. <laughs> Uh, to me, it's a toss-up. It's it's between Kate Blanchett and Tar and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I did not love Everything Everywhere All at Once as much as some did, but right. I thought she was the best part of that movie, and she's kind of a legend, right? If you think back to Crouching um, Tiger, Hidden Dragon, right? Oh, to yeah. me, like I, I think back to her in that movie and just think, man, this is like she's just a killer. Uh, but Kate Blanchett and Tar, who I. I decided i liked a lot more after after watching it like during during it i was like going crazy what like because it's it's the story of this uh classical music uh conductor mm-hmm. and the movie is so deeply in the world of classical music that if you don't know much about classical music like i don't it was sort of boring <laughs> and a little bit hard to follow right but right. uh Upon thinking back, especially the way it ended, uh, I thought she was fantastic in the movie. And again, so such the central point of the entire movie uh, carries every bit of it. Whereas Michelle Yeoh was great in that movie, but there's several other nominated actors in that movie as well surrounding her, both in the the supporting actor role, supporting actress role is here in a second. To me, I'm going to go with Kate Blanchett and Tar, just uh, kind of probably the career... Career-defining performance carried that whole film. Not a not an easy film to watch. Probably not an easy film to actually act in. Though mm-hmm. she speaks about four different languages, I think, during the course of the of the role. So, um, so where I'm going. That's uh, that's my pick. So we're gonna disagree here, but so this this brings up a good question. When you're watching a movie like this, can someone be a best actor or actress if you don't like the movie? Right, and I think that's why. Sure. Look, I love her. I think she is absolutely outstanding. And I really could watch her do like pretty much read a phone book or something. Right. Um, I can tell that she was someone who had a great performance. I hated the movie, like literally hated. That is probably of all. I don't know if I ranked it last, but um, pretty. Did I rank it? No. Uh, I Out of 10 movies, I put it in my number nine because okay. I just hated the movie. And I took I'll tell you what. The whole classical music thing i took classical piano lessons from age like seven till i was in high school i still didn't like the movie so <laughs> that being said um i do think that what you said about michelle yo is true i think she is a front runner along with kate blanchett for the same reasons you said um also with everything everywhere the reason that it's a little bit difficult to watch is it jumps back and forth between realities so to watch the actress do that and do that well was really impressive yeah like so for that but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I voted for Blonde. And here's why. It's not that I'm a huge Marilyn fan. I mean, I like Marilyn Monroe probably as much as the next person. Just, you know, average. She's a great thing. It was much more about, it's not a documentary. It was based on the true facts as they're known. But it was more about sort of the the person who was Norma Jean Mm-hmm. And how Marilyn was a character to her. It wasn't really who she was, right? It was this sort of, and it, and the reason that she put on that kind of character or that armor, that mask, was because right out of the gate as a very young, you know, wannabe actress, um, she was basically raped by a studio head. Um and no one did anything about it. So mm. I think that 
it was a time where women were being sexually exploited. And so the movie is about many things deeper than just Marilyn and kind of the superficial. It got, it really gets into who she was, what she was feeling, um, the people that really did love her. Um, some of her husbands physically abused her. Uh, it was, it was hard to watch at times, but I, what I also, I'm going to say one last thing about her. The reason I think she's the best actress is because she wasn't just playing like, like you talked about with Elvis, where he was kind of just like an impersonator. This was not that. So if you have any reason not to see blonde, cause you think she's just going to pretend to be Marilyn. She's not, she's her own. She talks in her own way. The actress does and really owns the role. You know, it's not just her faking being Marilyn Monroe. She's really mm -hmm. being Norma Jean, if that makes yeah, sense. So sure. anyway, it's excellent. It's on, uh, is that one on Netflix? I think that was a Netflix one as well. So that's my vote, even though I know she probably won't win, but she's one. Yeah, I'll just make one last comment on this category, which is about uh, Andrea Riseborough in Two Leslie. Like that apparently was controversial as a nomination. Apparently there was some weird accusations of campaigning improper campaigning really? by people associated with that movie which i don't really understand how that works or why it was even uh brought out but uh i thought that was a pretty good performance and a, a very classic um type performance she's playing a, a, a mom who's had addiction problems in her life and made lots and lots of terrible decisions and she loses her son in the process and the movie's basically uh, kind of a retribution story about her trying to get her life back in order and make amends and do do all those things. There's a lot of real heavy emotional drama field. Maybe maybe a little too heavy, maybe a little too you know scenery destroying, Oscar-y scenes. But uh, actually, a pretty interesting movie to watch. And and so uh, I'm not sure why that was controversial at all, but uh, and and worth watching. I watched it on a plane, so uh, it was it's a good plane watch. Yeah, I didn't see that one, but I would like to. So. All right, so now we're on, Steve, to a couple of these, which are gonna be super fast because we're rapidly approaching Best Picture, but I wanted to get your opinion on a couple of these, and I know there's one that I have an opinion on that I don't think you've listened to, so I wanna at least give a shout out there, but um, I wanna quickly say, we normally don't go through every single one. Um, I wanted to talk really quickly about uh, cinematography, though, because one of the things about an Oscar movie to me that's always important is what does the cinematographer's vision mean and how do they interpret that? Because that's really so critical in telling a good story when it's, you know, something either very touching or very dramatic. And I um, wanted to get your opinion on this. The uh, nominees for that are All Quiet on the Western Front, mm -hmm. Bardo, The False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, Elvis, Empire of Light and tar and to me when you think of what cinematography does for a, a movie it's almost like an extra character because it sets the tone it really just brings everything together so i know a couple of these you're pretty pretty high on so i just wanted to hear what your thoughts were on which one would you pick yeah up? i haven't given this a ton of thought but i i would say i liked all quiet on the western front a lot and mm -hmm. this is probably the only time we're going to talk about this movie in this podcast it is nominated for best picture none of the acting uh categories have a nominee here uh i liked it a lot it's a classic story it's a war movie we all know this but it's kind of a modernized take on it and visually pretty uh, stunning and, and surreal at times and graphic of course because it's a war movie uh i would probably lean towards it not not being an expert in this type of thing, but uh, I liked it a lot. I liked the look of it. And so to me, yeah, that's the one that stands out. 
Well, that's what I was kind of thinking you might go that way. And that's why I wanted to mention it because I, I want to also say, I mean, there every couple of years, there's a big war movie in, right? There's been Hacksaw Ridge in the past. We had just a couple of years ago was 1917. Great movie. Dunkirk was nominated, right? Yeah, Dunkirk. So it's, it's interesting. For me, the only reason I don't think this will get um, Best Picture is because it doesn't stand out enough. I feel like some of those we just mentioned are better movies. But this one, it's beautifully done. It's amazing when you think of any war movie nowadays, what they what they have to physically do to film that, and then what they do with the CGI. It's absolutely stunning. So if if for no other reason than if you like war movies and you want something that's actually beautiful in a in a kind of weird way to watch, I I would agree. I think it's all quite on the Western front on that yeah. one. So. Trish, there's um, one more before we keep going though, Trish, there's one more acting category. We don't want we shouldn't miss it. Let's make sure we talk about actress in a supporting role. Trish. That's right. We, I we, we hopped right over it. Over That's okay. It. I'll read you the nominees this time. Okay. okay? You read and get me. your and, and give me your take. So uh, okay. we have An- Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. We have Hong Chow for The Whale. We have Harry Condon, the Banshees of Inisharan. Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And Stephanie Hsu, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. So two from the same movie. Uh, do you have a favorite amongst those five? This is the toughest category. Maybe that's why I mentally just like went right over it. Um, I will say this. All of those ladies were stellar, like stellar, stellar acting. I think it's even better than the ones that were nominated for, for Best Actress. Um Oh, wow. Okay. To me, I'm going to go Jamie Lee Curtis because again, every, every one of these ladies did a really good job, but Jamie Lee Curtis is just physically transformed. Um, she's funny. She's like, she plays an IRS lady. So mm-hmm. you, you want to like, not like her. Mm-hmm. And I kind of liked her anyway. And especially in a very confusing movie, um, like everything everywhere, it, like I, I got her. I related to her, so I don't know what that. She could about. she could be a sentimental favorite. Lots of people just like her. They like her as a personality. She's been around quite a while in in Hollywood. Uh, yeah. She could send, win because of those reasons. I did not see the whale or Black Panther. So uh, and and the other roles, I'm torn. I probably I, I don't think there's any way this movie will sweep all the acting awards. But I'd probably pick Carrie Condon from. The Banshees of Inna Sharon. I thought she was really okay. good in a smallish role, but had a couple of really see really good scenes with Colin Farrell that really stood out for me. And uh, I re- I remember them as I think back on that movie. So it's not just remembering Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, who you do remember, but I thought right. she was pretty 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 stellar as well. So I I pick her, uh, knowing okay. it's a, it's a really tough category for sure. It is because I think some of the buzz is that it also could go to Angela Bassett. So yeah. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, that's another big blockbuster movie. Angela Bassett, she's, you know, she's like Jamie Lee Curtis. She's been around forever. She's, you know, done everything and she does it always really well. So, yeah, I could see it going to her, too. Um, in this category, I think this is the one category where I won't be upset whoever wins it. I'll be happy for any of these ladies to win this uh, this award. All right, why don't we, um, we're gonna quickly go to another one. Now I know you did not, 
you said you've not listened to all of the songs from all these movies, right? I mean, from maybe the, during the, the movie plot. themselves, I might have heard right. them, but I, I did not have a time. I ran out of time, Trish, before recording today to, to get into all the songs. Okay. I at least want to mention them. So we have applause from Tell It Like a Woman, Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick. That's the first we're hearing that name, right? Yeah. Um, we have Lift Me Up from Black Panther. That's by Rihanna. It's beautiful. It's an absolutely beautiful song. Um, this is a life from Everything Everywhere All at Once and Natu Natu from RRR. Now, mm. we just did the work break and I have to tell you, that was the song where I'm like, I don't know what RRR is. And so I went, long story short, went way down the rabbit hole. This is a, a Hindi movie um, originally recorded in the Telugu language, right? And it has been a hit globally. If you have not heard of it, please look it up. Um, the song is is absolutely wonderful. The, I watched the video for Natu Natu, okay. and that immediately made me want to watch the movie. I would say I would it's it's better than any any blockbuster you know I've seen ever. So it's really good. It's on Netflix. R R R. So kind of like a an Indian Indian the country uh superhero ish movie sort of okay okay but yeah really wonderful I hope that song wins because if nothing else it's just such an uplifting song and it got me to go look it up and now I'm totally into one of the best movies I've ever seen yeah and okay if if that had made the um the Oscars it was up for a Golden Globe actually but if it had made the Oscar list I would have put it above all ten of the other movies. Wow, how about that? All right, I'll have to track that down uh, when yep. I get back into. I need a little movie detox for a while probably, but yeah. once I jump back in, I will. It's a fun one. It it's a fun one and just visually so wonderful. So I at least wanted to give them a little shout out. Although, can I say "Lift Me Up" from uh, Black Panther may win because that's the song where when they sort of show because they had to write in the death of the black panther because mm -hmm. the actor chadwick boseman passed away right and so they're sort of going through they're playing it while that that scene of the funeral is happening and so it's oh. really touching just because you know that that character didn't just pass away the the actor did so it makes yeah. it even more meaningful so that one sure. Anyway, all right, we're down to the last couple here. Why don't we go on with uh, directing, best okay. director? And I don't know. We I don't know if Karen would know the stats here. We may have to tweet that out. But like, I wonder. To me, the the best director and the best picture should go together, right? Hand in hand. They That's don't. That's kind always, of how I think of it. Yeah. They don't always. So this will be interesting. So there are only five nominees for best director. Uh, we have one for Banshees. We have one for everything, everywhere, all at once. We have the Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Now, we've not really talked about the Fablemans or Triangle of Sadness. So I don't know if you want to say anything about either of those. but Yeah, so Triangle of Sadness, for me, I've said I saw like 14 and a half movies or something like that. That's the half. <laughs> I, I did not. I literally ran. I was watching it this morning and did not yeah. get through it all when I had some other things to do. So, and I did like it a lot. I just didn't see the last hour or so of it. I don't know how that's it ended. That's the best or, hour, Steve. <laughs> that's, you know, that's how it works usually. So yeah. um, I'd have to probably pass on that one. Um, I liked Tar a lot more than you did. So perhaps with 
folding in all the complexities of all this classical music and all the performances and the rehearsals and everything that was going on that I could see how maybe that one, but to me, just because of the complexity of the movie and the plot and everything that was happening in the movie and trying to make it even remotely understandable, which you can argue maybe he or she as the director did not succeed. Um, I would pick everything everywhere all at once. I think just because of the nature of the movie itself, it's not, it's so out there and weird and strange. I feel like this could win for a direction. Yeah. I, I'm going to agree with you there. I, I think that you're right. It's so complex. That story is complex, jumping back and forth between different realities. Um, the director must be a genius. <laughs> I, I did watch The Fablemans. And I have to tell you what, that's a Steven Spielberg movie. And I love him and I love almost every movie he did. I don't care for this movie. It was fine. It was like an okay movie. And I think it's yeah. because I'm not a fan of Michelle Williams. And I don't know. I just didn't like her. So it made me not like the movie as much. It was okay. So yeah, I, don't I, I, I think, think it was fine. It was, an, it was a good story. It was interesting, yeah. but not the best movie of the year, I don't think, for sure. Right. Um, I will say though, if you if you're trying triangle of sadness, boy, that first thirty minutes, I'm like, what is going on? Why do I even care? Uh, Woody Harrelson is is in it. He plays the ship captain. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but I will say this: it's it's got some gross parts, mm. and then, but it's the reason I think it's an Oscar worthy movie actually is for the last probably forty five minutes mm. because it it really explores the difference of class. So you have the very ultra wealthy um, on this yacht. It's hard to tell the story without telling the story. Very wealthy on the yacht. And then you have the workers on the yacht. And so lots of things ensue. Mm -hmm. And we're just gonna say the tides change for the end of the movie. And it really is a little bit more about, you know, just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you're gonna be in charge. I'll say that. So. All right. Yeah, so I would say watch that one, but I don't think it's going to win for directing. All right, do we need a drum roll? Yes, let's get to best picture of the year. Let's do it. All right, all right. Well, we kind of named all the best pictures. We've have we talked about? Let's at least make sure we talk a little bit about some of these we haven't talked about. We haven't talked about uh, Avatar. Did you see Avatar: The Way of Water? I did see Avatar, and I think of this whole list, I only saw two of the films actually in a big, in a proper movie theater: Avatar and Top Gun, of course, which were definitely required uh, seeing in a theater. And I yeah. liked them both; they were both just giant, massive, exciting action adventures. Avatar more full of special effects, but mm -hmm. and and enjoyable. I thoroughly enjoyed both of them. They are neither are classic Oscar-winning movies. I I appreciate that they were nominated for their because it's hard to argue that like the two, they probably were the two most popular movies of the year in terms of just how many people saw them and, and the amount of revenue they generated. So it does make sense to me that 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 should count for something in terms of best picture of the year. Like millions of people who love these movies can't all be wrong, right? And so um, I enjoyed them both. Uh, I had never even seen the first Avatar movie at, at mm -hmm. all. I still haven't and enjoyed the second one. Uh, but they're both just that for me. Top Gun I liked a little better just because the acting I thought was better and you could relate to the, the well, Top Gun characters. Tom Cruise. Let's just... Tom Cruise was fantastic. <laughs> Val Kilmer in a small role, you know, just by being pretty ill was was great. Right. And uh, Miles Teller, very good too. So I enjoyed Top Gun a little bit more. Uh, I liked them both. I'm glad they're on the list, but neither of them have a chance to win. Yeah, I think, you know, 
you're you're probably right about that. Um, the other one we haven't really mentioned, and it always surprises me because even whether it's Avatar or or Top Gun or this one, women talking, you know, when you have so many um, really good actors or creators, and yet they're not they're not receiving the nods for best actor, best actress, that sort of thing. So that's a little bit concerning. Um, and maybe best picture should be you know fewer fewer nominees each year, right? I don't know that we need 10. But anyway, Women Talking, I, uh, I'd i love to hear what you think about that one. To me, that was one where it's basically set in 2010. It is a, I don't know if cult is the right word, but a, a religious order of mm-hmm. women uh, and men who are, the, the men are in charge and the women have been um, sexually assaulted and, and and at the hands of their you know, fathers, brothers, husbands over time. And the whole movie is really about the, the men leave. I don't want to give anything away, but the men leave for a bit and the women are talking in the barn. And the, what they're talking about is, should we stay and, and do nothing? Should we stay and fight or should we leave mm-hmm. and leave these men? And so to me, it's a, it's a real, um, it's a real best picture kind of movie from an Oscar perspective, um, the uh, it was it was created by the same um, team that created the uh, the three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, a few years ago. That mm-hmm. obviously was another really great movie. So, but I, I don't think it's going to win. I don't know, but it was really wonderful and and really touching at times. What what yeah. did you? Think? I know you watched that one as well. Yeah, I thought it was a really good movie, and I, I was surprised none of the actors in that movie were nominated at all because it's it's a it's a very dialogue heavy movie, very little action happening. It's so the the movie centered around lots and lots of of dialogue and conversation amongst about I don't know five or so core actors who carry that movie, and for none of them to be nominated at all was a little surprising. Uh, I liked it. I think it's a very really typical kind of movie that'll get an Oscar nomination right this day in, in modern times. So uh, I don't think it'll win either. It just didn't get as much play and not as much attention. And, and I think not enough other nominations either to kind of lend you to believe, Oh, the Academy really, really loves this movie. Right. And, and so I don't think it'll win. Yeah. I always wonder now I I will say, I'll go ahead and give my pick. um, Okay. Only because we just talked about it. I put avatar at number one. And I do that knowing it's not going to win, but I, and I really looked at which one did I enjoy the most where, and it was a toss up like Top Gun is right up there, like you said, and, and there really shouldn't be any reason that a, a blockbuster movie can't win if it's truly entertaining or if you learn something or if you, you know, and I felt like when you looked at the totality of the people who have to act with that much CGI in play, right? So they're acting against green screens a ton that's real acting to me like mm-hmm. you know it's not like they're on a, a set that's completely um realistic for them to to react to and even to each other right the the look they don't even look the way they look in the movie so there's some some amount of weight i i put on that but i thought also avatar to me it's a little long it's almost three hours it's three hours i guess yeah i think and it was about three hours yeah about three hours it's sort of like an action movie that then switches in the middle to like a family movie, mm. really touching family movie. And then it goes back to like a really outstanding action movie. So 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I put that one at number one and I put Banshees at number two. So okay. I guess what I'm saying is I hope Banshees wins. <laughs> yeah, I had Banshees was my pick too. Probably if you've listened to the, all 40 odd minutes of this podcast and I've picked Banshees actors to win all the uh, acting roles they were nominated <laughs> in pretty much. Uh, I did like it probably. I liked it quite a bit. Did I like it the best? I don't know. Do I think it's probably the one I would pick to win? for best picture based on my knowledge, my imperfect knowledge of what the, the rubric is for selecting best right. picture. Uh, I think I liked Tar a lot more than you did. So I probably had that second. And then it's a mishmash. I tried to rank them all quiet on the Western front. I liked a lot. And everything everywhere all at once, I put right in that next group as well, probably mm -hmm. along with Top Gun. And then some ones at the bottom, I, I probably liked a little bit less, but uh, I thought Banshees was really good. And it, 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 it did a lot with what seems like a very small kind of idea, which is two persons. One person does want not want to be a, uh, the friend anymore of the other person. And that's the whole movie, but it, they built, they make a lot out of that. And, uh, but the scenery was really cool and the accents were fun. And yeah, I liked it a lot. Acting was great. So that's my pick. We'll see. I do think though, from everything I've read, uh, many folks expect everything everywhere all at once to kind of do a big sweep of uh, of big major awards uh, on Sunday night. That's right. Well, and that's why this show is fun. I think it shows you that you can watch a number of different movies. That's why the Oscars are fun, right? The, these 10 movies are not like each other in, in pretty much any way, right? They're all very different and it, it'll open you up to some different kinds of stories and I think, you know, we tried to also for the first time rank them. We normally just say who we think should win, right? And we ranked them. And so Banshees, of course, would would then come out as our winner um, mm -hmm. if we do it that way, more like PwC does in the actual voting. But the three that fell to the bottom for us based on our rankings for both of us, now that we, we didn't both rank these the lowest, but based on sort of a point system, Fableman's, Elvis, and Triangle of Sadness fell to the bottom. So if yeah. you have not seen all these movies, mm -hmm. I'd go for the other seven. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So there you have it. We've all right. done it, Steve. We made it through the 2023 Oscar nomination show. I cannot wait to hear who wins. And the funny thing is every single year, this is the podcast that we spend the most hours preparing for literally when you add up all the time spent watching all these movies. So this is like, we're like 50, 50 hours in to prep for this show. We get a lot of people talking about a lot of things through the year, but this is the one that most people ask me about too. They all have an opinion and people love listening. And, and I think hopefully if you haven't seen the movies, hopefully it helps you decide if you're going to or not, you know, I think also you and I tend to have over the years, right? We've done it for a long time. We started out like diametrically opposed on every single movie practically. And I think we've gotten a little closer on, you yeah. know, especially as we were talking through actors and actresses and that sort of thing. So we're getting there in the next, right. you know, give us another 10 years and we'll probably be yes. saying the same thing, right? <laughs> Good, good stuff. All right. Well, this is super fun. Oscars this Sunday night. I hope everybody enjoys watching it. I hope thanks everybody for hanging out with us today and, and, and indulging us on our seventh annual Oscars preview and prediction show. Thanks to, of course, to our friends at Paychecks for all their support. Uh, you can check them out at paychecks.com and check out all of our stuff at hrhappyhour.net or wherever you get your podcasts. For uh, Trish McFarland, my name's Steve Bose. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next time. And bye for now.